Good afternoon, ladies and gentlemen. Rob Port here on WDAY 701-293-9000. That's your local number, 888-970-9329. That's your toll-free number. You can email me, talk at WDAY.com, or tweet me, too, at Rob Port. Good afternoon, Nateel. How are you? Doing good. Glad it's Friday, TGIF. Well, we got a busy show, so we're going to jump right to it. I have on with me uh, Chairman Mark Fox. He is uh, the leader of the MHA Nation uh, at the Fort Berthold Reservation. House Majority Leader Al Carlson caused quite a stir earlier this week when he proposed legislation that would uh, allow the state of North Dakota to create uh, a half dozen casinos. Uh, there were all sorts of restrictions on it. You know, it'd have to be on state-owned land, and there were some population restrictions and stuff like that. But it was a new thing, caused a lot of stir, a lot of people wondering, why did he bring this up? What are the motivations? And uh, here to talk with me about that is, uh, of course, Chairman Fox. Uh, Chairman, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. What was your reaction when you heard about this bill? Uh, can you hear me fine? Yeah, I can hear you just fine. Okay, great. I, I am. I apologize. I am on travel. I'm trying to catch a flight back from the Washington D.C. airport. So <laughs> You're a busy guy. I appreciate you making yeah, time for us. It gets a little bit uh, uh, noisy in the background here, so I apologize for that. But we'll, we'll do our best here. But yeah, when it was proposed, I, I won't say I was immediately shocked because we had uh, started out the session understanding that something similar to this might be introduced. And uh, we began to, uh, um, you know, uh, uh, plan to, you know, what we would do in the event that something like this came forward. And, and, and more importantly, if it was to move forward through the, through the uh, uh, legislature and go to a vote and eventually be approved, what are we going to do as a tribal nation? So we've been in the mode of, 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 of preparing ourselves to, uh, for worst-case scenarios, uh, but also to advocate strongly for our position. So. I, I, there were some comments from Senator Richard Marcellet. He's a Democrat from Belcourt. He's a member of the uh, Turtle Mountain Band of Chippewa. I, I believe he also worked uh, in, in that tribe's casino business at one point. He told the Associated Press, I quote, it's racist. I feel like going over there and knocking him through the window. <laughs> Obviously a strong reaction, but... I mean, do you agree with that? I mean, is there a sense of racism here? Or or even I've also heard it suggested that this was somehow uh, in retribution for the the pipeline fight or, or, or the, the pipeline protest that we saw, you know, over the last several months. Are, are you seeing those things? Well, what I'll say is I, I, I for one, after a, a number of years of experience of working with the legislature and, 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 and in fact, a lot with uh, the uh, House Majority Leader Carlson, I'll be the first to say I'll, I'll never try to attempt to, to uh, define or explain exactly what he's thinking in the head. So uh, that being said, uh, I, I, you know, I heard the comments made. I certainly can understand how certain people could react and they could perhaps suggest or, or accuse of things of this nature. Um, and we are all we all understand that what we've been going through in regards to the protest that there's a lot of a lot of tension, uh, racial tension that, that exists now in the state, in and around Bismarck in particular, and things of that nature. And so uh, I don't think it's, I, I don't think it'd be totally incorrect to say that we're, we're in an environment in which 
uh, racial tensions uh, are exceedingly high. They are. They are. Now, uh, whether or not this is related to that, I, I, can't, I can't precisely say that. All I, all I, I will say is that uh, from a business perspective, from a governmental perspective as tribal nation uh, and the nations across the state, we simply have to uh, 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 look at it as uh, impacts to our business, look at, look at it from a business sense, look at it from uh, uh, impacts to our economy, impacts that will have uh, obviously uh, uh, changing results to us. And so we, we look at it from that perspective. And, uh, and to point fingers or to, to say that it, it, and just to focus on, on, on being racial, uh, that's not something we want to do. Uh, we want to figure out what's going on here, sit down with uh, individuals involved, whether it's state legislature, the governor's office, or others who are impacted, and say, what are you thinking? Or what, 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 how are you feeling about all this? And sit down like uh, business people and, and like government and try to figure our way through this. 701-293-9000 if you'd like to join the program, 888-970-9329, email talk at WDAY.com. Talking with Chairman Mark Fox of the uh, MHA Nation from the Fort Berthold Reservation. H- how would this impact your your tribe's business? Um, I, I know you have the the uh, Four Bears Casino. Is that the only casino operation? I guess I don't know. Is that the only casino operation you folks have? And how would this bill impact that if it were to pass? Yeah, that is our only casino, uh, right, okay. what's referred to on the federal Indian law uh, under the Indian Game Regulatory Act as a Class Three casino. That's that's the only casino that we have is the Four Bears Casino. Gotcha. And uh, and so uh, yeah, it all depends. You know, we, we this is just an initial proposal. Uh, we we are seeking answers to what level, uh, what kind of a um, uh, a casino or the number of casinos that are being proposed and what kind of level will they come in at, all that will will dictate the impacts to us because, obviously, the bigger or the more expensive or the more investments made, uh, you know, the argument's going to be made there's more impact to us. And and so we have to be planning for an array of possibilities there, and, 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 and we'll have to respond accordingly. And so, you know, all I know and can tell you is that the uh, casinos, have been one of the primary uh, catalyst and primary vehicle for economic development in Indian country for nearly 30 years. And, and, and so, you know, you, you look at our own tribe, we don't make as much uh, uh, through our casino revenues uh, as, as one would think. In particular, our revenues are down because when the oil boom uh, uh, came to an end and, and the price of the barrel oil drove out, uh, uh, a lot of uh, entities that were out in the oil field in our area when they drove that out and, and the numbers left and people packed up and went to, back to home to other states, well, our revenues went down drastically as well, too. And so right now we're sitting there trying to keep our heads above water. We're trying to make the revenues that we utilize, and it's only a few million dollars a, a year that we net to be able to do things like uh, 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 scholarships to, to uh, college or to support youth programs or to uh, build a, a new radio station, which we did, and a newspaper station, things like up to that effect. Uh, it's not a lot, but we, we, we think it's very important to hang on to those revenues. And then the most important thing, the most important thing with our casinos is the jobs. It's the jobs. It's the three to 400 jobs that our casino provides to not only our enrolled members, our enrolled members who are employed there, 
and I believe our numbers are at about 65 to 70 percent. So more than two-thirds are, are enrolled members. But a large significant number of other people as well, other tribal members and non-Indians who live in the state that work at a casino, that's jobs for them too. So if you have uh, another situation go on where casinos uh, uh, outside of our jurisdiction, outside of our area, uh, come into the marketplace, it's obviously that's going to have an effect. It'll lessen our revenues. And uh, if we have less revenues, then all of a sudden now we have to start tightening the ship as far as making cuts. That could cost us jobs and definitely may cost us revenue. And we can't do some of those uh, badly needed programs that we need uh, on Fort Berthold and throughout every reservation in North Dakota. 701-293-9000, You made reference to, you know, sort of the the atmosphere in, in the state right now, and, and I, I know that you don't necessarily want to comment on what Majority Leader Carlson's uh, motivations are here. Uh, I guess that's up to him to explain, but overall, I mean, we, we went through a pretty ugly period there with the pipeline fights, and I would say there's probably plenty of ugliness on both sides of that fight to go around, uh, but now it seems as though that issue is beginning to pass. How is the state, um, you know, both the, the tribal and non-tribal communities, what sort of things could we do to, to help kind of put things back together and, and get back to a, 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 an improved relationships, I guess? The, the, a real prime one, and it's a good question, and, it, and it's, it's a necessary question because we've got to get past it. Uh, the racial tensions are, are spilling over to many different facets. It's going, it's going into uh, commerce. It's going into athletic, high school sports. It, it's going into every arena now where you're getting these hostilities are taking over, and we're forgetting uh, what we're doing and what we're doing together, and, and it really has a negative impact. So we've got no choice. The state of North Dakota, the tribes, we've got some mending to do. We've got to sit down, and we've got to demonstrate that, that to the rest of the nation that we, we're not like that and that we have a, a, a higher sense of respect and hope amongst ourselves and, and how we treat each other and, and, again, take pride in that, that we have, we're known for in North Dakota, that the tribes, that the Indians and non-Indians together, and in general, uh, uh, get, get along very well. And in comparison to many other areas in the United States. So we want to bring that back into the fold. But what can we do? You know, a lot of what occurred with the controversy related to Dapple and the Cannonball River and the protests, and, and mind you that many of the protesters down there were not tribal and definitely weren't from Standing Rock. But one of the things that we, we should have done prior to that, if we had a system in place of, of constant communication and a forum of uh, a communication that would have resolved uh, issues or have sought to resolve or minimize issues prior to uh, uh, the pipeline trying to go across, I, I believe, you know, we would have avoided 90% of what happened. Yeah. And, and so what do we learn from all this? We need to strengthen our communication. We need to strengthen the venues and the forums in which our government and our people can, can sit down and we can talk about what those issues are and, and not use them to divide us, but to also figure out what our commonalities are, figure out what we, what we want to do together. We may have differences, but how do we, how do we compromise those so that sure. we can uh, continue to live together harmoniously? And, and that's really important. And so those forums, they, they, they sometimes have to take a formal nature. And I, I want to commend the governor. Uh, governor, in, in his first days in office, reached out. And when they said there was going to be no, no uh, state of the uh, uh, nations uh, just from the tribes, 
uh, he reached out with his staff members and assistants from the Indian Affairs Office. They reached out and they said, uh, you know what, we're, we're, we're not going to let it lie there. We, what you think and what, you, what your opinions are and what you want to do and, and your relations with the state are very important. Let's sit down and talk about them. And I think every single tribe has had that opportunity to do that. And we've met for uh, at least two meetings, and there were two and a half, three-hour-long meetings. Here's our issues. <coughs> Excuse me. Here's our issues. Here's, uh, here's the concerns we got. But also for the governor to express his on behalf of the state. Well, here's our concerns and things of that sure. nature. And when you have those things that are, that are ongoing and they're constant, then we, we don't pull apart. Then we, uh, that, yep. we don't have a lack of communication. And that's You're right. what caused problems. That makes sense to me. It's a two-way street, and it's incumbent on all of us to keep both uh, both avenues going both ways open. Uh, Chairman, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. I appreciate it very much. Thank you. That's Chairman Mark Fox of the MHA Nation from the Fort Berthold Reservation. I'm Rob Port. More to come straight ahead. Don't go away. Welcome back. Went a little long there with the chairman, but I think he's right. And that's a relationship the state and the tribe's got to correct. And it's it's got to it's got to come from both sides. And honestly, this this legislation from from uh, Majority Leader Carlson's not helping. Uh, but I'll write a little bit more about that on the uh, on the blog. Coming up next, we're gonna have, uh, North Dakota Farm Bureau President Daryl Lees. There's a push in the legislature to separate out the environmental. Uh, the environmental regulation uh, aspects of the Department of Health, take them out of the rest of the Department of Health and make it its own agency. We'll talk with uh, Mr. Lees, see if he thinks that's a good idea or a bad idea. Uh, Natil, you know what I, you know what arrived in the mail for me yesterday? I had I had a gift card laying around, and so I splurged on a on a gadget. Oh, see, and my immediate thought was your next issue of Playboy, but no, well, no, I get <laughs> I get those complimentary. Well, yes, but you said you said what arrived yesterday, not what oh. I bought that arrived until after well, you started into the gift card thing. It's so. uh, I, I got one of those uh, Google Home. Oh, voice the, activated the, the Hey Google bits. Yeah, it's so awesome. I, I didn't I was a little skeptical. I, I think that if I didn't have a gift card, I, I might not have. I was a little on the fence about whether or not I should get one. But I'm, I'm kind of a gadget head. I like this stuff. I bought one. It is the best thing ever. I've had it less than 24 hours. It is so cool. I want to get more for other rooms now. Um, <laughs> it's fantastic. I want, uh, I want one of the little Amazon Echo Dot things. So, Well, the cool thing about this is that it's built in with Google Chromecast, and so you can hook multiple together. And we already have sort of a speak a housewide speaker system that's sort of hardwired. It's an old-school system. Um, but this one, wherever you've got one, you could play music through all of them at the same time or just one of them. Um this morning, I had it set up for my news, and I just said, hey, tell me about my day, and it ran me through my calendar and everything, and then it started telling me news and everything. Um, I got to tell you, this may sound a little weird. The big place to use this thing is is in the bathroom. Oh, well, yeah. Uh, while, you're, while, you're, while you're showering or whatever, because the cool thing is, is it's all because it's voice activated. If you're listening to music and you want to skip that song that came on, you don't have to, like, you know get out and get water everywhere and dry your hands off before you grab your phone or whatever. You just tell it, next song, and it goes to the next song. And it plays uh, music. It even plays podcasts. And, like, you don't even have to you just tell it, like, what podcast. You want to say, well, I want to listen to This American Life. 
uh, and it'll just start playing the podcast. It is amazing. I heard earlier on the Mike McFeely show, but it wasn't really the Mike McFeely show because he had a guest host in today, that you can even just tell it that you want to listen to AM 970 and it will find the online listen now thing i didn't even know it could do that but i was i was sitting there wondering because you know that's the first thing you do is you ask it all sorts of goofy stuff to see what it does um and it uh that was the first thing and like i well put on wday for me and it started streaming it it was awesome it was perfect it's um, a pretty good it's a pretty cool deal it is a very cool thing. I can order pizza through this thing. You know what was even really cool? I don't know. This was just well, no, to show that, how much. That sounds how, like a hazard if you could just order pizza. Well, yeah. So <laughs> hey, Google, I want pizza. Oh, God, yeah. now it's coming. Yeah. Like, I don't have enough struggles with, with uh, being too fat as it is. But the um, the really cool thing is that, I don't know if you remember, but you remember those old, like, text adventures you could play on a computer? Yeah. Where you, like, type it, and it was all text or whatever? And then they had one. I remember I remember the local phone company had one you could like call into. Like they had all sorts of games in the phone book. As weird as that sounds now. But like they had this whole section in the phone book where you could call in and listen to like the joke of the day or they had one where you could play a game and you you had to like touch tone your way through a maze or something. They have they have that, those games on the Google Home where like it'll walk you through and you got to tell it, you know, open the door, you know, look in the mirror, stuff like that. My wife and I were playing it last night, probably way longer than we should have been. It's cool. It's a cool device. If you're thinking about getting one, you should. I don't know anything about the Amazon Alexa. That might be cool, too. I don't know anything. I picked the Google Home. It's very similar. Yeah, it's the same thing. But I like both companies. I don't know why. The Google Home just sort of struck me as more useful, mostly because of the the built-in Chromecast thing. We use that already. We have Chromecast audio in the house. So working good. Hey, Daryl Lee's coming up next, 701-293-9000, email talk at WDAY.com. We'll be back. Don't go back. Report on WDAY 701-293-9000, Email talk at WDAY.com. Tweet me too at Rob Port. I've got Daryl Lees. He's the president of the North Dakota Farm Bureau on the line. And uh, we're going to talk about Senate Bill 2327. It was introduced by Senator Jessica Unruh of Beulah. It obviously passed the state Senate. Uh, got a committee hearing on the House side, I believe, today. What it would do is essentially move the the environmental regulatory aspects of the Department of Health, would move them out of the Department of Health into its own agency, what many are calling would be sort of the North Dakota version of the EPA. Uh, and Mr. Lees wants to talk about that. Daryl, how are you doing? I'm doing great, Rob. It's a it's a beautiful day, and looking to an even nicer weekend coming well, up. Well, it is. It's it's a beautiful day, all the more so because I understand it's your birthday. It is. It is. As some people, you know, they like to uh, maybe go out for birthday lunch or take a weekend with their family and go somewhere. I like to go hang out at the Capitol and talk policy. Yeah, yeah. I don't. I didn't get you a present. 
you got time. You got time. I got I'll time. Take a delayed present, Rob. <laughs> I got a. I got a. Hey, Natil, we should give him that free copy of Playboy I got in the mail last week. That sounds like a plan. What's your address, Daryl? I'll send that uh, over right over yeah, to you. Yeah. Well, I think I'll <laughs> skip on that one because the way it sounds, there's a lot of people getting them, so I don't yeah. know. All right. Well, let's uh, let's talk about what is Senate Bill twenty three twenty seven, and what do you think about it? Well, Rob, what Senate Bill uh, twenty three twenty seven does is it takes and separates out the environmental uh, the environmental health part of the division of Department of Health and makes it its own entity, as uh, called the Department of Environmental Quality. And and although it sounds you know pretty harmless and pretty benign. Uh, it really, it really brings up some questions and, and concerns to us because now are we are we putting out a billboard that says, okay, all the environmental extremists, we now have an agency that specializes in the things that you like to sue us about, uh, you like to you know raise heck about, and does it invite those folks in here in more open and broad range? Uh, but probably more importantly, Rob, what has to be looked at in this is. The intention of this was to protect some of our primacy on on some issues, uh, whether it be Clean Water Act, Clean Air Act, Clean Drinking Water Act, all those different acts from a federal level, that we get to write our own state plan and get it approved by them departments, then we have primacy in in regulating it. And that's that's great. We don't we don't want to deny that. But what this does when you make that change, right now all those things are written with the Department of Health. And because you're switching it to another agency, now well, we got questioned and we've got some kind of, you know, trying to create the confirmation if we're right or not. And we've got some folks in legal departments that are saying, yeah, you're you're down the right path, but all those that we already have become subject to public comment again. And at that point, become subject to injunctive lawsuits again at that point. And, and so we're really cautious. I think this needs to be looked at more. We're not we're not against making government more efficient, making it more appropriate, making it better. But we just want to make sure that we're not opening up a can of worms here that's going to cause more problems for what we already do in comparison to what we're going to gain for what we might possibly be able to do in the future. 701-293-9000, email talk at WDAY.com. You know, that's an interesting point about opening up all our past regulations to, uh, I, I guess, a process again whereby, and, and certainly that's been a tactic we've seen in the environmental movement where they just file one lawsuit after another, really sort of declaring lawfare against, uh, you know, any regulation that they see is not going far enough. And a lot of times by their definition of not going far enough is doesn't drive, you know, the oil industry out of business or doesn't drive uh, production agriculture out of business. Uh, but is, is there a way this law could be tweaked to avoid that? Well, Rob, what, what we want to do is we want to sit down. Uh, first of all, we weren't even at the table to know this was going on until the bill was introduced. And agriculture, I'm sorry, is still the number one industry in North Dakota. Well, I'm not sorry for it. I'm very proud of the fact agriculture is the number one industry in this state. And we didn't even know it was coming until it was introduced. And so that we weren't even at the table to raise these questions and say, hey, we need to look at this and have some considerations. Had we been there, we'd have had these answers before there was a bill even introduced, so we'd introduced the correct way. Or maybe we just need to go into the Department of Health, and because the big concern is that, you know, the funds kind of get stripped away from the environmental side, so they don't get as many quality people or they can't hire as qualified people. 
who do their job, they get kind of swept over to the health side, the immunization and the, you know, the, the people's health side of it. The money kind of gets funneled over there because that's the kind of person that's in charge of the agency. Well, let's fix the statutory regulate or statutory law that deals with that. And, and then we don't have to separate this thing out and create a whole other monster. Let's address the issue then. And, but we never had that opportunity to state that. And so now we're on the backside of this trying to say, whoa, slow down. Let's take a look at this. We want to make government better and more efficient, but we also want to know what we're getting before we do it. 701-293-9000-888-970-9329. Email talk at WDAY.com. Um, beyond, you know, you know, sort of the concerns, I mean, you, you say this could create a whole other monster. Are you worried that if we separate out, you know, the the environmental regulatory functions of the Department of Health and make it its own agency, that that now we're going to have an agency like the EPA at the federal level, which is sort of taken on a life of its own, where they're constantly pushing, even challenging Congress and going well beyond, you know, some of the limitations that Congress may try to put on them or, or exceeding the the power that that congress has appropriated to them i mean are you worried about that are you thinking that this could become a similar sort of runaway organization that we see at the federal level that is that is of a concern also rob uh anytime you create another segment of government you allow the opportunity for government growth within government growth you have administrative administrative rulemaking and albeit the legislature can correct it the damage that can be done in the meantime through administrative rule can, can be serious. And so we, we need to take a very calculated approach and be very careful what we ask for because, you know, the old saying, careful what you ask for, you might just get it. We want to make sure this thing is thoroughly vetted. We don't need to rush it. Let's get it right. We, we want to sit down at the table. We want to get it right. We want to make sure all those things that we just previously talked about here in the last five minutes aren't going to happen. Is there a way that this bill could be amended into something that the Farm Bureau could support this session? Well, we've got to get that the question answered first and foremost. Are all of our previously endorsed regulations that we handle and have primacy on, we got to make sure that that won't be affected in anything that we do. And until we can get that question answered, Rob, I really can't tell you if there's a way we can fix this bill and support it unless we know that how we fix this bill won't allow that to happen. One one thing, to play devil's advocate for this bill for a moment, part of me, you know, part of the ongoing, and there's, there's always friction between the state and the federal government, you know, and, and a lot of it sort of depending on what administration is in there. And by the way, that would be something going back, I should make this point, um, it's one thing, I think sometimes we don't look down the road to, I mean, because right now I, I think we feel like the state's in pretty safe hands, right? We've got lawmakers in the legislature who are, are appreciative of our, our chief industries, agriculture uh, and, and energy. We have a governor who I think, you know, is, is in the same position, even our, 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 congress, our bipartisan congressional delegation, generally on agriculture issues and energy issues, generally line up together, pretty protective of it. But that night might not always be the case in North Dakota. I mean, we may elect somebody down the road who feels very differently and could potentially use this agency as a means to an end, right? I mean, this this could be a, a pretty potent tool in the toolbox for somebody who might we might elect who might want to take it to the energy industry, as an example, or the agriculture industry. 
and that's very true, Rob. I mean, we always we always are looking at the now a lot of times when we do these things and we, we give more authority to an agency or we, or we look at creating another segment of an agency or separating one out. We're always looking at the now. And, and we do have to look down the road because what happens at the point that we get some unfriendly folks in there that, that run a really good campaign, don't really expose who they are, but when they get in there, they turn into something other than what we saw. Yeah. And, and that's something that's got to be we got to be cognizant of all that. And, and that's what we're that, that's another reason we're just saying, well, let's slow down. Let's work on this. Let's get it right. Yeah. We don't have to rush this. We can get it right and do well, something you, that's very good for the state. When you make this sort of change, it's not just the current leadership that will govern with the change, but any future leadership as well. We got a caller on the line, Levi. What's up, Levi? Hey, guys. So, yeah, I'm just driving across the state looking at all this farmland and and Daryl, you're you're absolutely right. I, I I think there's a lot of people that feel a bit blindsided by this whole whole thing, and then you wonder to yourself, well, why wasn't agriculture involved? Um, are they hiding something? Was it something that agriculture would fight? And uh, I just it, it's hard for me to sit in a, a red state like North Dakota is, and and see that the people of this country elected a person that wanted to limit government and reduce regulation and now we're doing the opposite it and and i'm not saying that i'm against this whole division or splitting up the environmental quality from the department of health but i think daryl's on to some very very interesting points and if you talk to landowners around the state you, you can see their eyes bulge out of their head and and i don't know if they necessarily went about this the right way um it's just, for instance, if you're in land improvement and you want to do something to your farm, you have to jump through. There's almost a half a dozen different agencies or uh, regulatory uh, um, steps that you need to go through to, to just, well, for instance, drainage, drain tile. Um, you've got U.S. Fish and Wildlife easements. You've got NRCS. You've got... Um, uh, your state uh, water board, you have your county water boards, and is this going to be another uh, uh, part of the process? Are we adding more layers that don't need to be there? Yeah. And then Good finally, you're, you're again 100% spot on. Before, Rob, you and I are retirement age, uh, we will have uh, people in elected positions that maybe those of us on the conservative side don't agree with, and what is that going to do to the landscape? Levi, thanks for the call. We got about a minute left there. I'll let you respond. Yeah, no, Levi brings up some things that, you know, also get thrown into this is when you have that extra agency, you know, people tend to try and keep those agencies busy and keep their, you know, their, those folks within them are busy trying to keep their relevance. And, and with good intention, sometimes things get away from you. And then when that new administration or new leadership comes, it may not share the same philosophies, may not share the same ideals. We run into problems down the road, and, and so we really got to be careful what we ask for. Daryl, thank you so much for your time. Appreciate it. Thanks, Rob. You have a great weekend. We'll wrap up the Rob Report right after this. 701-293-9000, Don't go away. <laughs>
Rob Report, wrapping things up. I'd uh, tell you what's coming up on the Jay Thomas show, but he hasn't told me yet. He's been, he's been sending me dirty jokes on Facebook Messenger, but he can't tell me what's on his show coming up. That's how Jay rolls. Hey, listen, listen, pal. I've got what? stuff going on here. I don't got time to be yacking with yeah, you all day you got, long. You got to tell me dirty jokes on Facebook. So well, what you're doing? Wait a minute, no, that wasn't dirty jokes. You're the one that said you got another present in the mail today. It was a, it was a, a piece of electronics. Oh, really? Not a dirty magazine. I'm actually, I'm actually surprised at the number of people I'm hearing from who have gotten free Playboys in the mail. I haven't got one yet. You haven't got one. Why is this happening? Why you're not in the demographic, I guess. Evidently not. Uh, you're not. You're not in the Playboy demographic. <laughs> a uh, 52nd annual Red River Valley Sportsman Show got underway yesterday, and uh, going through the week, and my buddy Barry Sinanko, uh Brian Shin, and uh, Luann Best will be in studio. Luann Best, she is the she's the keeper of Twiggy, the water skiing squirrel, Rob. Oh. So Twiggy will be in the studio. Got a ton of tickets to give is away. Is he got a water ski? Do you have it set up? Do you I have kitty pool. I wasn't thinking about that. Wasn't I don't even about care. That. I'm just so excited to meet her. She's excited to meet Twiggy. I'm so excited. So we got that coming up. Uh, a bait. Um, of course, they teach you know motorcycle safety and all that. And uh, yeah. my buddy, uh, uh, Chuck, I took an abate class. Did you take an abate class? Highly recommend. It. I didn't know. Do you have a motor? Do you? I can't. Talk I have to a motorcycle. I, I had a motorcycle license before I had Port. a driver's license. What do you got for a scoot? Uh, right now, I don't have one. I have kids. I can't afford a motorcycle. Well, you better. <laughs> I had your a, priorities, pal. I had when I was uh, when I was in high school. I had a, a Honda Nighthawk, a little okay. two fifty. I used to sure. uh, you know put around to my my part time jobs. And then uh, uh, after I graduated from high school and I was still a bachelor, I had a, a Honda Shadow eleven hundred wow. American Classic Edition. What a yeah. stud! What a stud! We got to get you a, onto a hog, man. We I was going to say you know what you got to do, Jay. You got to. I wrote. I've, to... I've ridden a Harley once. Hey, I've got connections over there. I got you, the you Edmund boys. The, I'll take the care of West Fargo. Fargo Harley, Harley David yeah, to Fargo in West Fargo. Yeah. We'll get you taken care of. So uh, what I need to do is pick up. A, I, I I can't afford a Harley right now. I yeah, you can. Oh, they're I gotta get I gotta get these kids out of high school and into. I bet I can get you into one for about a hundred bucks a month. Really? I'm serious. Yeah, oh yeah, yeah. The financing on on Harleys now is just unbelievable. Really? And the and the prices have actually come down quite a bit. Remember, it was years ago, trying to get your hands on a Harley, it was like forget should, it. Not we anymore. Should maybe, we should maybe talk. Listen, next I'm, time I'm interested. Next time you're in town, I'll introduce you to the uh, Edmonds. Uh, Jimmy, enjoy the. Uh, I miss own, it. I miss it so much. Riding riding motorcycle. Hey, we're going to talk about this uh, North Dakota teacher that got got himself in a little bit of trouble for trashing the printer. <laughs> Do you see this story out of Newtown? No. Oh, no. dude. I mean, this auto shop teacher, of course, had yeah, a, man, I, I don't know print. what happened. Uh, yeah, I don't know what happened, but uh, he took a hammer to the printer, a $7,000 printer, and destroyed it. it. Was It was like that scene out of The Office. You uh, ever seen office. that movie? With yeah. The- oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> so we're going to have a little fun with that, talking about because I've been down that road. I've been down that road. Something not working. And I, just was down that road. I was it. down that road like last week with my office printer almost. I about threw it out the window. Oh, yeah. I, hey, I got to wrap this up. Right, Jay's show coming up next. Remember, you can catch me here 1 to 2 p.m. Monday through Friday, 24 hours a day, seven days a week at sayanythingblog.com. Thanks for listening. We'll talk again.